0: Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's
1: time to awaken. Today we have with us Kavena Charlo, founder of the Intuitive Path Academy. Kavena is a gifted psychic healer and spiritual teacher who brings laughter, joy, creativity, and deep spiritual insight into all of her classes. Kavena was an actress as a child. Getting then her BA in theater and film from UCLA, which taught her much about emotions, personality, motivation, body connection, and the human condition. She also studied many different spiritual paths from Christianity to the Eastern practices, traveling and studying all over the world. She found that she had a clairvoyant path that offered a synthesis and a spiritual purity that created a container for all of the practices she had known. What she found in this clairvoyant path was no dogma, no religion, only tools to see universal answers for yourself. Today, her goal is to help other people who are on that same path. And we are super excited that she's here to share that with us.
2: Hello. Nice to meet Hi, you. Hi, Andy. I'm Kavana. Nice to meet you.
0: Do you have any questions for us before we get started? Do no,
2: I'm pretty open. I'm happy talking about pretty much anything. Okay. Is there any places you guys don't want me to go?
0: We want you to go anywhere and everywhere. And the the more <laughs> like weirder and unknown and uncommon, okay, the, really. the better. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, ideally, if you have an alien hiding in your room that you want to bring out to talk to us, we'd be really excited about that. Where do you live? I'm in Portland, Oregon.
2: Oh, I just so walk yes, into I the grocery stores and see aliens here. I'm <laughs> I not not joking. They're walking among <laughs> you. They are! <laughs>
1: Look like hipsters.
2: We have them here too. We might be you one guys?
1: of
0: Colorado.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with all the underground, with all the bases and stuff over there.
0: Our airport. Yeah, no
2: shit. I've seen that mural. It's intense.
0: Yeah, just everything out there is intense. And my brother and my family works out there and they verified to me that they do have all those underground tunnels under the airport. It's really bizarre. And I told Shanna the perfect thing to do to get people to think that it's not true is to mock it so right now if you walk through our airport every single sign is ooh construction for new restaurants or underground tunnels for the like the Illuminati they're mocking it they're mocking it like on every wall and it's funny like
2: and did they take down the mural nope it's still sitting right there <laughs> Yep. Uh-huh. and then you you drive out and you still have the horse and the, with the red eye yeah yeah because the... <laughs> yeah did you know that that
0: guy died it was his dad's art the horse fell over and killed his father and then he finished it it's like got this really creepy story behind it and i really don't understand that horse but
2: whatever it's from oh. the bible it is tell yeah, us the four horses of the apocalypse I thought it was the Bronco horse. No, no, it's got red eyes. It's pretty demonic. No, because they the whole murals were about the apocalypse. Oh, I know. And then you drive out and there's this horse. Yes. And if you read Revelations, there's the four horses. I don't remember which one's which, but one of the horses of the apocalypse. So Well, thank God we don't have four of them. <laughs> God knows where they put the others. Maybe they're in the underground tunnels. <laughs>
0: Yeah, probably have one
1: at Walmart. This would be
2: a good topic right here, and we're not even.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We could use it. Hey, Shanna, just so you know, the Bronco horse is white, my friend. It was sitting on top of the stadium. It's always been white.
2: A way that you would do that, right? Hide everything in plain sight, and then you mock it, or you make you know, it's all gaslighting. Don't look at what's in front of you, (laughs) right?
0: I mean, for God's sakes, they have a massive emblem in the tile of the airport that says established by the new world order on this date for the grand yeah. opening
2: yeah but the new world order doesn't exist you obviously don't know how to read something's wrong with you,
0: right it's so weird it's so it's weird oh my god you're weird. awesome it's
1: already a... <laughs> okay here are people <laughs> yeah i know
2: i'm like oh they're like awake and aware because a lot of times people are our new age are not awake. You're like, Oh, you're not really awake. are
0: You You want to know what I want us to do and research more as, and Shanna and I have, but how do we not let them affect us if we can't avoid seeing them?
2: So basically that's one of the reasons I teach is it really, really helps to be able to manage all that and control it. It helps to know how to get rid of them because we are in an interdimensional world. It's really fun and it's exciting to see, but it's almost like a hand in glove. Like you want to be able to control your space and you know like set rooms and find when stuff is on you and get and I feel like it's more imperative now than any other time I don't know since I've been in this I've been doing this for 15 years and right now with the AI and you guys are like saying go there to the crazy stuff so there's the AI has been coming in for the last year and a half I just see weirder and weirder and weirder stuff on people and I my little babies the new ones are like you know, like, what is this? You, you know, you pace it out, but it's so important to keep our humanity and keep our body and our pineal glands. And cause that's how we elevate spiritually, right? That's how we can leave our body. That's how we have this whole energetic system set up. And when some of that stuff starts messing with it. And so it's, it's really hugely important right now to like learn how to protect your space no seriously I actually
1: was thinking the other day I've had a lot of activity at my house I see things moving all the time I've got poltergeist my daughters are both clairvoyant as well Mm -hmm. as I am and so they see stuff and we always see it around the same time so it's it's not a coincidence Mm -hmm. and I was sitting here thinking it's not a negative energy and then I was like wait a second does it matter because there's so much but how do you feel about that I mean I don't mind sharing space with them but should I
2: do it there's no shoulds it's a personal choice how you want to manage your space or how you want to manage your physical space is a personal choice I have a whole posse of spirit guides that I have working with me. So I have spirits around me all the time but I yeah, call them in. We have too. very specific agreements.
1: Right. Um, okay. Yeah. I These are spirits. I have
2: my house but that's my personal choice. Yeah. You know, your house is your house has got a lot of stuff going on. I help clear houses and stuff too. So I've seen lots of reasons why spirits get stuck. And it varies from spirit to spirit. Usually they think they did something bad and they're kind of afraid to move on
1: you know i mean if they're coming here because they think i have time to help them i absolutely have zero time they need to go down the street
2: i know a yeah. girl, her name is lisa she's well, right they, down the you street. might just be open you might just be open to That's having them what, there yeah. not kicking them out so if you want to reclaim the space you can i can help you with that if you want to you can certainly reclaim it if you want it can be disconcerting you know you can help move them on and the higher the vibration of the house people will have certain areas of homes that the spirits will go in. And it's almost like people don't want to be in there because the spirits are there. Sometimes people make agreements. I had a woman call me. It was hilarious. She called and was like, you saved me. I've had it. They're popping my wine bottles. (laughs) She had so much stuff that all her good wine was, she had a beach house and all her good wine was getting popped. And you know, well, I went and she basically had told all the spirits just, I know I feel you here, just don't be in the same room that I'm in. And so it was kind of an opening for all these spirits. So they were all like, yay, party at the beach. And the next thing you know, there were like hundreds of wayward spirits hanging out in her house because she had said, it's okay if you're here, just don't be in the same room as me. So, And then it was funny because she'd walk into a room and she could feel this whoosh because they'd be all like, oh, she's in the room. And so they'd run to another room. It was fascinating and it was hilarious cleaning it. Another thing is that the spirits are out of time sometimes. So for them, it can feel like two or three weeks. And for us, it could be 50, to 150 years. And that same house clearing, we asked when there was a man, a woman and a little girl and they all met on the other side. And the little girl was, you know, in that little penny floor with the ringlets, you know, the very 18th century And she had died in a shipwreck and she was she she heard her doll and she was waiting for her mom. And this other woman had died and found the girl and was like taking care of her. They were all in this woman's washer and dryer room, and she was having all this mold and all this water, and it was like an overlay. So you went in and there was this big ship. They felt like they were in the hull of a ship, but for this woman, it was her washer and dryer and she kept getting water and she's like there's no water but why am I having water marks all over the ceiling and it was the the energies were kind of coalescing so we moved them out and it was basically just under you know explaining that they were dead and they weren't going to get hurt and the little girl was okay you just kind of give them a little healing and that she's her mom is on the other side and nobody's bad that she hurt her doll or something and my partner at the time asked the male he's like how long have you been here you know what's the last thing you remember and the guy's like chopping a tree he's like when was that he was like the 1930s he was like how long does it feel like you've been here he's like it feels like i've been here for about a week but i came back and everything was different whoa wow So, right? So it's like, I'm a little psychic detective. Like how, what is this like for you? And asking them different questions sometimes when there's kind of like these little overlays here. So can you just explain what clearing a house looks like? So what clearing a house looks like is, I mean, of course it depends on the house, but it basically, you'd go from room to room and energetically clean it off. And usually you're just helping beings move on. Or if there's sometimes there's been an event in a house or a ritual in a house, a death in a house, Everything is energy, so it's not that a house is alive, but it is made up of energy, just like your computer's energy, the tables, everything is, is energy. And energy can absorb a thought and emotion. So just like a sponge can absorb water, so can you know walls. So if there's been something troubling in a home, it could have absorbed all of that energy. And then you just kind of clean it out. And sometimes dependent on the trouble or dependent on the situation, also there's a lot of things that can be going on there could be land situations vortexes Mm -hmm. there could have been overlays so a lot of times you see it as an overlay where because spirits can create their own reality right so to us it could look like any room I've seen it's a plain room. Nobody will go in there, an attic, a basement, something like that, but the spirits will turn it into a whole different kind of place. And size (laughs) sometimes doesn't matter. They can have a house within house. It's, it's really interesting, but people will feel it. People will start feeling that. And depending on how sensitive the person is or the kid. Kids usually feel everything, but if they have a parent that doesn't believe in that, they'll shut it down. It sounds like in your case, you're totally open to it. So your kids haven't shut it down, which is great. But it's basically, so it looks like moving those guys on, just kind of helping them move on to where okay. they're supposed to go is basically what it looks like. Closing down portals, closing down stuff like and that. and how do you close
0: them down do you do it with words do you do it with sage do you do a ritual how do you do it
2: So I'm clairvoyant. I have a, so I just have a whole lot of psychic tools. So, you know, but usually I try to rely on God or, you know, we use the word supreme being, but really God as much as possible to kind of close the, when you're closing a portal, you want to close both ends and clean it out and just get both sides of it. Because sometimes people can have their energy being stuck in the portal too. You know, like if they're leaving through the portal to go out on the astral a lot, it's good to clean it out first. Okay. What are portals and overlays? So an overlay is almost like a different dimension. Like, so an overlay, like, I'll give you an example. That's just, sometimes they're just doing their own thing. Like when I was new, I could be a little bit of like, what are you guys doing? Why don't you move on?" But now I'm like, whatever, everybody's doing their own thing. But I went to the big island of Hawaii and there was this place, I don't want to, Name it because I don't want people to go in there. But there was this place that was pristine. It had been like covered in lava on all sides. So it was, and it was far enough away from plants where it was these ancient Hawaiian plants. And I showed up and I was hiking, I love hiking. And so me and my boyfriend were hiking and the spirit was there, you know, and he was like, hey, you know, you see us. I was like, yeah. And it was a whole ancient Hawaiian village. the whole village was sitting there and they were pounding canoes and doing their thing. And he's like, you actually see us? I was like, yes. And he was like, I'm like, How, when was the last time somebody was here that you saw? He's like, I don't know, not very long ago. Are people still wailing? you know, and I'm like, no, they're not wailing anymore. So that's an example of time, right? right. So the last time he talked to somebody with a physical body and dimension, wow. they were still, it was a wailing port and they were, they were, you know, we haven't done that for a while. So, mm-hmm. you know, so that was the time for them. That was, I was like, you know, cool. Yeah. So a portal is a it's like a wormhole from one dimension to the next. And usually they're set up so spirits can kind of come into a um, or a spirit or there's like any, you know, a lot of different kinds of beings out there. So they can come into a place like a doorway. So, you know, from one dimension to the next. So they can come into that. But sometimes people leave through it. So when we sleep, we're leaving our body on a regular basis. So sometimes people will kind of leave through those two and go to other dimensions. So people will use them as well, usually unconsciously, but some people use them consciously. So that's what a portal is. It can be disturbing because it's like a doorway into your house. So you might be trying to set everything and have it all be nice and clean. And next thing you know, there's like all this activity and activity can be, you know, it can be uncomfortable for you know door slamming voices or just sensitive you just feel energy parents can't really they can mess with your mind they can't really mess with your body per se
1: I had one pull my leg one night well I, I was like yeah a whole month of different little things like my daughter was tapped on the shoulder I was tapping on the shoulder like in the morning like waking us up yeah and then I had like this one tap on my leg and I was like Maybe it was just a twitch in my muscle, I'm, you know, I'm going back to bed. Next thing you know, I know, a yank at the bottom of my bed, yanking my leg. And I like looked up, I for sure thought someone pulled my leg. Yeah. And, you know, and then I was, I kind of put down a boundary. I'm like, all right, dude, no touching. Right? <laughs> like,
2: <Yeah>. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that would like cross a line for me. I'd be like, get yeah. out, done. done. So you, and her. you can just be like, I'm not okay. Get out, get out, yeah. get out. You know, no. call you know, yeah.
0: On the flip side of that, I actually asked my brother to hold my hands and I felt him hold my hands. And then, you know, I asked him to hug me and he hugs me. My, I mean, my brother that passed away. So same thing. You just giving him permission or asking him not to Yeah, um, boundaries. Same.
2: Just with the other side too, it's boundaries, but people do get scared that they can get, you know, that horrible things can happen to them. A lot of times the influence is in your mind. So it'll be, they'll be like trying to sway you to go one way or the other, depending on what the motivations of the being are. So the more people have control over their mind, the less they have that influence. And I'll get your listeners a little tip because sometimes people don't know what's their own thoughts and what's another being's thoughts right? You're like, is this just the voice in my head? That's always yammering. Or is this something else talking to me? Cause we all have voices in our head. So one of the ways you can know is if something is saying you, you should, you should, you do this, you go there, you think like this, you don't like that person. Then that's not you because you don't talk like that to yourself. You say, yes. I, I should go here. I should go there. Hi. What am I, what do I want for breakfast?
1: That's a good one. Right. For all things.
2: For yeah. all things. Yeah. So then you'll know, oh, this is an external force. For what a well.
0: great tip. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your background and your name and the spelling yeah. of it, Kabina. I would love to just like go full circle back to the beginning and ask you, where did this journey start for you? Was this something that yeah. you learned as a child? What led
2: you to this path? Yeah. Of, of having a psychic school.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's amazing.
2: Um, Thank you. Thank you. It's been really quite the journey. So my name is Kavena okanakea Charlo. My grandfather was an artist. He was a big French artist, kind of well-known in his day. And he was one of these people that learned the Hawaiian language. He liked being around cultures that were non-European. So they moved to Hawaii before it was a state. And he learned the language. And there was a priestess named Kavena Kuk, who he was friends with. I like to think that that played into his naming of me on some level, but also I was born after a big storm and the snow in upstate New York, and that snow was all icy and pink and beautiful. And the cold whiteness is how Hawaiians describe snow. So the sunrise over snow, you know, that's glowing in the cold whiteness. So that's my name Uh, in terms of my journey I too grew up in a a house that was kind of haunted. We'd hear footsteps, we'd feel things, I'd sense things, and I didn't like it, it was uncomfortable. We also grew up on this land, the kahuna, used to live on the land I grew up on in Hawaii in this valley and so it was very sacred land so you could kind of just talk to the land and you'd get these answers which was sort of talking to God right you'd be like oh what do I do when this owl would swoop over your head or you know you'd just get answers from the land and we were these little barefoot kids running up and down the mountains and it was great fun so flash forward to being 16 I decided oh I'm going to start exploring psychic awareness this is really cool and so me and my girlfriend started meditating started playing around and I started seeing stuff and started knowing who was going to call me and what was going to happen and I heard some spirits in my room one night and they freaked me out. I could feel them one in the ceiling, one in the bathroom. They were talking about me. I was frozen in my bed. I was so scared I couldn't move. And my dad had told me, you know, back then he'd say, just say in the name of Jesus Christ, leave. Whatever, if you ever feel something that you don't like, just say in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave. Yeah. And I was like, couldn't get it out me of my too. I was so scared. I was like yeah. oh, oh couldn't get it up, but they could feel it in this one like I felt it recoil and then push it into my pieces like that's not gonna work is it and I was like and so finally they kind of dissipated and my stepdad heard them too because he came in and he's like do you have a boy in your room I was like no (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) I don't I'm totally freaked out so I stopped playing I stopped meditating I stopped wanting psychic awareness I didn't want anything to do with it after that Flash forward many years later, I had this kind of dark night of the soul moment where my acting career wasn't going where I wanted. My relationship wasn't working the way I wanted it. Nothing was working. I had planned plan for my life. My plan wasn't working. I was very pissed. And I started meditating again because all of my healing, my ways of healing weren't available to me. Usually before that, if I got upset, I'd go do a play, or I'd be like, oh, I'm really mad about X. And then I'd do find a play that was about that and then work the energy in that way. Or I would see a therapist, but therapy wasn't working. Nothing was working. And I started meditating again because I was at the end of my rope. And so I started seeing stuff again. And at first i just i was kind of going down a tunnel rooms on either side i started seeing all these now i know they were spirits at the time i was like what is this my therapist said oh they're aspects of your personality well, okay, that's fine, I can intellectualize this, and this old lady is an aspect of my personality, and my, this old man, my, my grandfather's here, who's dead, like, that must be an aspect, anyway, I was trying to go to bed one night, and the spirit was standing in my doorway, and I was totally awake, I was like, oh, no, 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 this is my, a- now the aspects of my personality are walking around my apartment, so this is just not, this is not what this is, oh and, yeah. it just, and it became very clear it was a spirit, and then my apartment was full of them and I was like oh no I opened up this door what do I do the healing is working really great I was doing all this amazing healing work that's working but I don't like the spirits so I started exploring all this stuff trying to find something that resonated with me and I found a psychic school and I thought it was crazy I thought there's no way this is going to be full of really crazy weird people and I'm just like I'm too normal I ran away from weird my parents were (laughs) I wanted to be normal. I was going to be the normal one. We didn't even have a dining room table. We all had to sit on cushions and on the floor because we were such hippies. And I just wanted to be normal. Didn't want to go to psychic school, but I wanted to get rid of the spirits. So I went to psychic school fully intending to lambast it and joke about it with my friends. And it turned out to be really cool. I just went for the free night and I was like, Oh shit, that works. They taught us how to ground. And so I went back. I didn't have a a lot of money at the time. I didn't have a lot of having this and I, just started showing up paying for every individual class as I went next thing you know my life was had turned around I was making all this money I didn't need therapy anymore because I didn't have a problem with the way I was thinking I had a problem with sucking up energy I was empathic and all the spirits went away and I suddenly started creating all this stuff and I was there for years loving it never intending to teach and then when the economy tanked in 2008 my job kind of went. In a way with it so i was like what am i going to do next never intending to like be a psychic and somebody was like oh you know psychics do really good in a down economy <laughs> and so i started doing readings again not just as the side i was doing marketing and doing that and then so funny how god works because it was really everything he'd been building up to that point and so i was an actor and i'm used to being in front of people after I moved this woman, I ran into this woman and God kept being like, call Judy, call Judy, call Judy. It was like, ah. And then I called her and it's just somebody I met at a meetup once. She's like, I'm looking for a medium or a psychic to do these dinners. And we're just, just going to read the crowd. Do you know anyone? I'm like, oh yeah, me. So but I so it's like combining acting. We're standing in front of people, being comfortable in front of people not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing what you're going to be hit with working, you know, there's an audience thing that, you know, people get nervous. You have to kind of crack jokes and stuff like that. So it was that, and then the reading. So it's sort of like improv, psychic improv in a way I just had no idea what was going to happen. So I started doing that. And then people would ask these questions and I would be like, well, you have to learn how to manage your space. Know that's how you're gonna do it is you're gonna feel better because you are really empathic and you are picking up everybody's thoughts. You're not actually if you did this, you would not be depressed. And they'd be like, What can you teach us? And I'd be like, Huh. And so I started teaching classes and then it turned into a school, and now the school's been open for almost 10 years. And I've had thousands of people come through my doors and I have helped so many people, and we see miracles on a regular basis, like people cure incurable diseases and change, turn their lives around and find their passions. How
0: exciting. I just love how the universe supports us when we align with our purpose. I mean, what a story. When you look back at that original experience that you had, do you feel like there's good spirits and then there's bad spirits?
2: I feel like the good spirits are generally yes. I mean, I, I, those those are such kind of extreme words. I think most spirits are kind of like people, so usually every people are in the middle, right? So some are they're mostly good, but they, you know they do these sort of shitty things on the sides. You know, people want to have these black white kind of things with spirits. Some spirits try to get in the way of your sovereignty. So usually the spirits that are really great are not trying to influence you, but the spirits that are trying to influence you usually are not the ones that I don't want to say that are bad, but nothing wants karma. So really good spirits are usually, I, I'm staying out of that. They'll jump in and say, watch out for the car. Don't get on the freeway right now. That kind of a thing. But they're not usually saying, don't date that person or don't go there, or do this job or, you know, you're a bad person or, you know, you should feel shitty about this. They're not usually doing that. Yeah. So that's usually the, the entities that are not quite as positive.
0: I have a question. When I had my near-death experiences, I was in a dimension where you would never think about, oh, if a guy cheated on a girl or it, 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 there was no surface level thinking. It uh-huh. was pure, just happiness and serenity mm-hmm. and peace. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I'll talk to someone who said they went to a medium and the medium told them that their has, that the spirit world told them that their husband's cheating on them. I have, uh, a weird feeling in my stomach about that because I don't feel like these spirits on the dimension I was on would ever talk about something so service yeah
2: well, you know, they're there, and, and why are you just trusting spirits? Like people always just want to hand over and go, Oh, you're dead, you know everything, and then hand over their seniority and go, Okay, I'm just going to believe whatever you say. I'm like, To believe the spirits, would you just do that to somebody on the bus? If somebody on the bus was like, Hey, blah, 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 would you believe everything you said? No, you would use some discernment. So I, people should be that way with spirits too, and their relationships. So if you have one that you really trust, then you know, then that's a different thing. Like I teach a healing class. I connect people up. We have very clean agreements. But it's a relationship over a long time. I don't just trust any old spirit. It's like in life. Just like in life, right? Why would, would you like a random stranger? Yeah, and life. people always what want you? to do that. They're always, I have people going, Oh, what is this? Who is the spirit world saying you should date? I'm like, Yeah, I, I'm like, what if that spirit was like a car mechanic and he, he like hasn't moved on and he's hanging out? And like that person you might want to ask about your car, but why would you ask them about dating? He's going to tell you to like, probably he might not know who would be good for you. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and sometimes they're they mean well too they're not always sometimes they mean well but they're out of time so I'll give you an example I had a student loved, she was in tech and she she was from India and she loved, loved, loved her job, absolutely loved it. And she was very, we call transmedium. So she was very influenced by spirits. She was having a hard time kind of learning, you know, what's her energy, her thoughts and other things. And one day she showed up for a reading and said, I wanna quit my job. I can't take my job anymore. I'm done, it's just, I'm over. She's like, okay, let's take a look at your space and see what's going on. And so I saw the spirit was really trying to influence her to quit. And the spirit was uh, a a relative from, you know, that had died many, many years ago, um, centuries ago. And there's a caste system in India. And that spirit was very pissed off that she had a job because wealthy, you know, women of that caste Wealthy women didn't work, so she was having a job was beneath her. So she, the spirit was trying to save her by getting her to quit her job. So I needed to just explain to that spirit, "Hey, we're in, you know, two thousand. I don't remember what year this is. Two thousand seventeen. And in this time, it's the classy women have really good jobs, (laughs) like the high end women have high end jobs. Not that that's necessary. I mean, that's sort of true, but not. Completely, but I was just letting the spirit know that she was on the wrong path and that this student was indeed still part of their upper class blah 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 and so the spirit was very happy like oh okay all is good in the world then she just went away and stopped bothering her I, that's her interesting I like that okay that's a great example yeah you know sometimes stuff is just dark and and there is dark stuff too
1: you know i mean you sense when there's something that doesn't feel right made me laugh because my family's catholic and so anytime i plead the blood of jesus i plead the blood of jesus as i'm putting the covers over my head it works it does work yes absolutely how did your family feel you said your dad was religious how does he feel about your career your new job your school
2: really great question uh he hated it at the beginning He very much didn't like it. He's a born-again Christian. And it's very interesting because when I was getting my training, so when I was in the healing class, my father uh, got terribly sick and he got spinal meningitis. He lost his eye. He was in the ICU. It was really a big deal. Whoa, yeah, that's a big deal. (laughs) I used all this energetic healing stuff that I was learning on him at that time and he so kind of saved his life in a way which was very amazing to me it healed our relationship in a lot of ways but to watch all that energy coming off of him and be in the hospital and have that experience at first he was open because he was out of his mind then once he kind of came back more into his mind, he's like, wait a minute, I don't believe in this stuff, stop doing it. And he stopped getting better. But I think there was a part of him that kind of knew it really helped. And he kept telling everybody I saved his life. So I think it was a mixed bag for him. And later on, it was very interesting. A couple of years ago, he said, well, I was just so worried about you doing this kind of thing. He doesn't really understand what I do. So he's like, I didn't want bad things to get on you. And so many psychiatrists kill themselves. And I just didn't want you to pick up stuff from some of your clients. I'm like, dad, that's what I teach people to do. (laughs) That's what I'm teaching people. So he came around. He came around. It took a long time. My mom, she was always open to it.
0: (laughs) Well, you want to know what I want to get into though, is the school. If someone were to enroll in your class, how long of a program is it? Is it for people that want to do this as a profession? Is it for people that just want to do it privately within their home? Is it for all the
2: above? all the above. Mostly people do it because they feel like they're out of control psychics. So most people are not doing this for a career. I mean, they're welcome to, I think that's great. I certainly helped them for that. They become fantastic readers, but it's more about learning the language because the language is all around us. We're speaking it all the time. And when you get really fluent in this language of energy, your life skyrockets. So most people feel like their mind is kind of crazy. They feel really sensitive and they don't know how to deal with it, or they feel like they get under attack, like I did. I get a lot of those people. I get people that we call them out of control psychics, where they're seeing stuff and they don't know how to handle it. They're overwhelmed. I get people that are really curious and adventuresome and just like, I want to explore. This is the most exciting thing ever. So, kind of everything. And there's a basic class, the intuitive meditation class, which In a lot of ways, it's still more advanced than what a lot of people are teaching, but you learn these foundational tools in there, which is grounding and learning how to run different energies through your space and learning how to set a physical room and learning how to release energy out of your space and how to protect your own space. And you really, you need all those tools to explore this. You really do. It's super important how to get in your own body, how to start controlling your mind, just start getting a sense of how it works, how we store energy, how to release other people's energy. What it's your thought versus other people's thoughts when it's your energy versus other people's energy. I mean, some people are so, I'm not sensitive. Where if I forget to protect, I remember I had to go do some physical therapy and I showed up at eight o'clock in the morning. I forgot to put up my protection and I was like aches and pains all over me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm picking up all these people and got rid of it all. But a lot of people don't know that. So when they start exploring that, it's this huge eye-opening experience. So a lot of people take that. It's a standalone class. If they're interested, they can keep going. There's a, an energetic healing class where you learn how to work with that language from the outside in. So you're using your hands and a healing master, which is a spirit guide that I pick. And you're learning how to feel auras. You're learning how to feel cords. You're learning how to heal chakras, but you can start feeling them. So it becomes more real. All of a sudden, you can feel something that you thought Wackas we're just talking about and maybe seeing a color you can actually feel it with your hands you're, you can feel a grounding cord you're like oh my god so that and then they develop this relationship with the spirit and then all of a sudden you do that and you're like well wait a minute the spirit has a personality they have this they have that they obviously are an independent being so that means we have life after death which is that classic philosophical question. So then if people are still interested, they can do the clairvoyant program, which is a two year program. there's three tracks within it, which is basically where people are growing in a lot of different psychic areas, primarily clairvoyant, but all of them really. And they're learning how to heal themselves in a really core way. Cause you start dealing with karma and agreements and past lives and learning about your energetic system and healing all of that. And as you do that, your body starts to heal, your, the way you deal with your past starts to heal, the way you look at everything around you starts to shift and people start to become more spiritual because you can't help it you really can't help. You start looking at that stuff and you start seeing how everything is so interconnected and how really there is a higher power. And
1: Yeah, because you're experiencing it. Right, exactly.
2: There's kind of a little scale. There's like atheist energy and then people that are kind of more traditional. And usually the people that come to me are in the space of like wanting to get their own answers. I've had a number of students who came and their parents were, were pastors and stuff like that. And they were rebelling against their parents and showing up at psychic school. And like one of them, <laughs> she just graduated from the Claire. She's like, I have such a closer. She loves Jesus. Cause she can now talk to Jesus, like yeah. straight up, have a conversation. Like, Hey Jesus, what do you think? And Jesus pops in and has a conversation. And so it's a whole different kind of relationship. You're not just taking somebody's word for it. You're getting your own information. And then you start working from that space. The more you understand karma, the less you want to create karma. You're like, oh, I don't really want to create that. I'm not going to do the classic things that they would say in religion, lie, steal, cheat, because you're going against somebody's free will. You're like, oh, wow, that's really a big deal. I'm not going to get in the way of people's free will. But you start understanding that more. So some people are scared. Like sometimes when they show up, they're like, oh, but can I get a parking space? I don't want to get my own parking space because I'll get in the way of someone's free will. I'm like... This is not free will. That's fine. We live on a planet where people are in competition. That's how people are growing here. It's okay. Oh, I can get a job that's really good and beat out a hundred people with these tools. Yes, you can get a job that's really good and beat out a hundred people with the tools. It just means you're more competent. Oh, you know, so it goes both ways. It's interesting.
0: So give, give an opposite example of when you would not want to get in the way of someone's free will, when it's not appropriate.
2: Well, I had a student that started learning tools and she had a helicopter parent and wanted to use the tools to make her daughter's team win. And I had to have a little talk with her. I was like, no, don't do that. (laughs) You know, you're getting in the way of those people's free will. That was a kind of real life example of somebody. Oh
0: my gosh, that is hilarious if I wanted to learn to take my mediumship up a level, because I just get like words here and there, is that possible? Or is that just how totally. it might come to me?
2: No, totally possible. Totally. I do recommend people get training because a lot of times people want like that flame, like mediumship is really exciting. Right. And it's, not hard, but to me, it's really important that you have your own language energy, that you get what we call seniority, that you know what's you, you know what's other stuff, that you have real control over your mind, and you know how to get rid of the spirits. You want to be able to move them on and have seniority over them. People can get into trouble because suddenly they have all these spirits around them. That they don't know what's true, what's a lie. They don't know how to read. Like you can, when you're clairvoyant, you can also back up what the spirit says. You can read it. You don't have to always take that you know, you don't have to believe what they say. You can read it. You can verify a lot of different stuff. Yeah, because
0: it's interesting. I'll just get words, you know, and then I don't let my ego try to make sense of them. I just write them down. And then I simply give it to the person that it was for.
2: Kind of like when when a spirit's trying to talk to you for someone, a lot of times it's like a game of Pictionary. Comes in in bits and pieces and flashes. And I'm always like, so you just kind of try to put out whatever they're saying. and And I'm always like, if you don't know what this is about right now, just hold on to it, think about it, and maybe it'll hit you later. Because people, when you're trying to receive information, they're so desperate to talk to their loved one. They're so want that communication that their brain almost gets fried for a moment where they have like a specific thing they want to hear and they can't hear anything else. And you can be telling them the truth and they don't hear it. Like I had a woman, hilarious, she came in and she wanted to talk to her husband and all spirits want to say the same thing, which is so hard for a medium, because you want to get verification. But the spirits think about it, if you have 30 seconds to talk to somebody, you'd be like, I love you. I miss you. I adore you. Everything's going to be okay. I love you, love you, love you. That's what you would say. And that's what the spirits always want to say. But the person's like, yeah, and are you real? You <laughs> know you want that specific and back to this woman her husband kept showing me a watch and then a clock and then Big Ben and then a watch again and I'm like keep showing me a watch a watch watch she's like I don't know what it is I don't know what it is an hour later and there was a lot in between there was a lot of information that came out but an hour later the very end of the reading I was like so what inspired you to do the reading she's like oh I've had his watch by my bed and I told myself when the battery died I would set up a meeting with you I was kind of like, eh, maybe that's what in the going
1: to <laughs> Mandy said she, she doesn't let that ego come in. She just, yeah. you know, writes it down and just tells the person should just sit with it a little longer and have discernment.
2: I mean, I think that's up to how people are working and what's happening in my private practice. I'll forget it. You know, I'll have the person in front of me. So I just feel like I'm just yeah. seeing whatever's coming in. It's very rare. I just feel like in those cases, if somebody's coming to me for that, I feel like it's just a conversation between the two of them. Now, on okay. occasion, I will tell the person, Hey, just because this is their opinion doesn't mean you have to do it. You know, this just because this person is in this space doesn't mean Well, like I'm- you
1: said, that one girl, you know, who had the old school eighteen
2: hundreds lady telling her she shouldn't work. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that wasn't even Similar. mediumship. That's just a spirit kind of influencing her. Right. That's, and that's why I, I, I think it's better to have training before you get into mediumship because then you, you'll call in all these spirits and then they can start trying to influence you. And if you don't know what's your energy or their energy, or you can't right. have that discernment, then you, you can get yourself in a big ball of trouble. Right. So that's the challenge with that. Whereas if you know how to get rid of them, you know how to move them along, you know Know how to create discernment you know how to read situations clairvoyantly then it could just be a lot of fun it can be pretty innocent you can just talk to grandma and grandpa but if you don't have those abilities then it, you and you don't have discernment then you can get you could just believe whatever they're saying and give up seniority of yourself and your life to um, something else that might have a different intention for you Do you think that that's
1: what like schizophrenia could look like
2: sometimes? absolutely i i have never seen a schizophrenic that is not also covered in beings mental illness yeah yeah mm-hmm. but and what comes first the chicken or the egg agree I mean, yeah i'm not gonna say is because of the beings but it definitely yeah. pulls it in
1: yeah. you were crazy before that ghost came in yeah out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know yeah. what
1: i do believe that ghosts are attracted
2: to anxiety some of these beings are feeding off of that that's kind of right. like i mean
1: it's just like that's the law right i mean energy you know is going to attract like energy
2: yeah that's why getting control of your mind and your energy system is so big because you start being repellent to that stuff so and
1: controlling so your space that's yeah, what you teach that's the important
2: space. thing that's yeah I mean. so then your that stuff is like you can feel when it comes in you can move it out and it's not influencing you it's, it's just part of the game that's on the planet right now is that influence. But the, the, the beings definitely try to promote it. There's beings that try to promote people being anxious or anxiety or fearful. Um, I mean, there's a lot of that right now in the world. You know, there's a whole lot of that with this whole COVID situation. There's a whole lot of mm-hmm. beings coming in feeding off of that fear. and Fear. And,
1: Do you think yeah. we're creating it almost? Like, you know, because it's just massive too. God.
2: Yeah, I've noticed that. People are, there's a lot being created right now.
1: Do you think that you're going to, like attract that vibration so like fear has a little bit of a different energy than like anger right mm-hmm. it's a little bit more you mm-hmm. know submissive or something I don't know and so do you think that that's what you're gonna get if you're like having like my house a freaking or of something I mean because nothing seems necessarily angry or scary but maybe there's some fear
2: yeah I mean so you could pull that in you know, you yeah, could start pulling in other spirits. Seven. Like if you're in a fearful state, then other spirits and Involving. also if getting, yeah. yeah. And then other spirits could be mm-hmm. like, Oh, she's okay with us being here. Let's hang out. Time is very different for spirits. So yeah. we we'll talk about eternity in the Bible, but it's sometimes it's kind of timeless. So you could see a spirit
1: like residual energy kind of. Well, that's a different thing. That's a little
2: bit of a different thing. So a spirit can be stuck in the past for sure. But then sometimes there's almost like an energetic loop where something really traumatic happens and a spirit almost like leaves a little piece of their energy in Mm -hmm. that trauma. And then the trauma can keep replaying again and again. So for example, I did a house clearing and you would notice it was a new condo. Everything was very cute, Uh, but we showed up and, I like to take the Claire's, Claire 2's, the more advanced students to do a house clearing every year, so they get that. Oh, that's
0: experience.
2: so they, fun. Yeah, okay. so, and we, so they get that experience. You and do field trips. Yeah, we do field trips. I'm in Oregon, so the Oregon Trail. And there was this woman and her husband, they were having a little fight and then they were scalped. So it was sort of, and you could see, so basically it was this little thing right before they died. They just left some of their energy there, you know, being attacked. And so that was a trauma and they had, didn't collect up all their energy when they died. And so that energy was still right under her pristine, beautiful little condos. So we cleared it out and helped this energy go back to the souls they belong to. And,
0: wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I wish... I could fly out there and come to your school. Maybe I can can do it. You can do it online.
2: It's all online now. Yeah, it's just since COVID I've kind of opened it up on zoom and we've had, you know, Oregon has gotten weird with all the riots and the protests and nobody wanted to be downtown and I had a big, huge space before and nobody wanted to be in it. And I'm like, I'm not paying rent for this. I know. And then I opened it up online and I really like the people I've been getting from out of state. So I'm like kind of digging, pulling in people from all over. They're really interesting people. So I'm from
0: all over. I'm like truly in awe of someone like you and the amount of bravery and self-trust you must have had to go from one career against your own father into this new, completely different line and go as far as opening up a school and just putting yourself completely out there and owning every ounce of it. I mean, because there are a lot of haters that say, oh, this is devilish and you're calling in bad spirits. And I love that you, that you ran with it and that you trusted it enough to turn it into this beautiful school.
2: Well, do know that you grow into things. People grow into things. So it's it's like parenting. If you were saying, oh, how do you deal with this teenager? Well, you had it as a baby first. So <laughs> it was cute for a while. <laughs> so so people grow into yep. things. And I'm a side angle worker. So even when I moved to LA to be an actor, I went with $200 in my pocket. But I wasn't like, I'm going to do this forever. I was like, I'm going to be here for the summer and stay with some family friends. And oh, I happened to get a job. And oop, I happened to be on TV. And oop, I happened to, you know, it just... So I do that. That's how I work is I can't. So I started just teaching a class and then I taught another class. And then the students are like, well, what do we do next? And I was like, well, shit, I guess we have to do the clairvoyant program. But it was really in my mind, like for three or four people And my stepdad was like, so you're starting a school. I'm like, I am not starting a school. I am just teaching classes. And then a year or two later, I had- You're starting a school. (laughs) (laughs) So you start- small and you know when you're doing something like that I had another job so it was you don't want to put too much pressure on your baby business and you just build uh,
0: that's so funny your baby business you're like rocking your little baby business it I love is. it you're like your little Which,
2: babies yeah.
0: yeah and you know what that approach is actually similar to something that I feel like I would do because if I were to just go all in with like the big huge building and the school and know from the beginning, it'd be too overwhelming, right? Oh, so it's baby too stuff. much.
2: Baby yeah. steps. You just you just build. You grow into it. You see a client. You're terrified every step along the way. Every step. Every. Yeah. I, was terrified. I didn't invent these tools. They came from the Berkeley site. So there's this clairvoyant lineage, and clairvoyant programs two years. And it's not two years because it takes time to get people to see. It's two years because it takes time for people to have confidence in what they see. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, just trusting yourself.
2: Just trusting yourself. It's so that's what takes time. And so Mm -hmm. after you know you practice. So after you practice for a really long time, then you have that confidence, and then you can yeah and do it. So it it builds on itself if that's something you want to do, but like oh, I had lunch with one of my ex students today and she has a huge food company and she's like I use the tools every day she's got a million dollar company and she's like I use them I use them for work I look at this I look at that and then she operates on that so wow. people use this in their everyday lives and I they should
1: not- i mean Nancy and I have a boutique truck and we talk about this all the time like the vibration of like an of something you receive from like china from something that you may receive that Mandy and I literally handpicked for you because we felt this vibration and that we put it out in the moon for it to get cleared and reiki did and cared for it that is totally different I mean I would rather have divine shit than have gold
0: (laughs) 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 do you usually have to like get prepared when spirits come to you yeah, uh, is I
2: meditate it- for a while. Before I do the readings, I meditate for a while. I usually meditate for half an hour to an hour and then it's a big clean out. So I clean out for about an hour. So I lump all my readings in one day because it's not like therapy where you can just sit and chat with someone and go away. Like it's, right. a, it's a preparation yeah. thing. You want to clean that stuff out. So yes. okay. you don't want that energy on you.
0: Shanna has said this a lot in other episodes that people don't understand Number one, how hard it is sometimes for spirits to come through and the amount of energy it takes them. And number two, that this isn't just something like where if you tell someone you're a medium and you're in a restaurant, the waitress is like, okay, well, can you tap in and tell me if there's anyone there for me? Like you have to prepare for it, you have to sit with it. And then there are times though when you're driving down the road and someone just comes to you.
2: It used to be more like that for me. I kind of reset my space a little bit. I sort of, Hmm. When I first graduated from the program, I was all, you know, excited. Ooh, maybe I should do this as a you know, business. And God started putting me in kind of situations where I could help all these beings move on. So in a way, that was part of my mediumship, was helping these beings kind of mm-hmm. take their next step. And they were stuck for whatever reason. But it became a little old. I just suddenly, mm-hmm. it was everywhere. I was like, I don't want to have to see this. I, I, I don't see this stuff all the time. It's yeah. only when I choose to see it.
0: So where could our listeners find you? Um, tell them your website or any social media yeah. if they're interested in your Zoom online
2: courses. So uh, intuitivepathacademy.com or covennasharlotte.com. And some of them just started. They're just like having their first few weeks right now. But they do student readings on Tuesday night. So if you guys want oh, to. They're, and they're free. Just put in the word answers. They can. And there's also a, a free grounding class on the website if people want to go download a a tool just that one alone is super helpful Um, i
0: definitely will that sounds awesome so people can go on there and get a free reading by students that are trying to practice
2: yeah who are practicing depending on where they are on their theory there's some of them are really i'm proud of them some of them are really great they're set up readings. So they're reading like layers of the aura and they look at a couple of past lives. And um, do you also teach Akashic readings? Yeah, I use that a lot, both of the healings and, and that's part of what we I teach in the clairvoyant program. That's a lot of oh. fun. Students, they learn how to remote view and go to the acacia records and do all this stuff on the astral and. God. Yeah, no. You know, back fuck back. American education. education.
1: I'd want to go to your school. You should <laughs> come to my school. It's super
0: exciting. Wow, that's yeah, so amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a lot of fun. And now it's
2: time for break that shit down. I would say that, and I'm just going to speak for the time we're in, because we're in this really interesting time where people are trying to dismiss your humanity and dismiss genuine spirit and get people focused on either hating on each other or divisiveness or materialism stuff. And none of that is, it's just not true. Like as a spirit know we've been everything we've been we have all had a lot of experiences spirit and really holding on to your humanity and holding on to that ability to love each other and be connective and not buy into this game that we should be divided we're all a lot more connected than people realize and having that compassion for each other is really a beautiful thing right now and i think it's going to help us we're in a kind of we're in an interesting place and learning how to kind of own yourself and own your energetic system and own your sovereignty is probably one of the best things and own your humanity don't let anybody strip your humanity like own that you know it's really important that's super important I feel like it's your responsibility. It's certainly going to be better for people with if they do that, you know. Well, otherwise
1: it's just, you know, spilling all over and.
2: Yeah. You have to take responsibility
1: for the energy. You could help there change the world. I mean, it could make a difference.
2: It really you know? can make a difference. It makes a huge difference. And I'll leave you guys with a little story. It's not mine, but I bogarted it, it was from Carolyn Mays, but she had a, a client come in and this person was thinking of killing themselves and they were going to the store to get the rope and they were gonna drive home and they were gonna do it and they'd written the note and they were very serious about it. And they stopped at a stop sign and this very pretty girl was at the stop sign and she looked over at the driver of the car and she smiled, she smiled at the guy. And then the crosswalk happened and she kept walking And this guy's like, wow, she was really pretty. Wow, she smiled at me. Huh, maybe there's hope in the world. And he decided not to kill himself. And I always think we just don't know what we're putting out. And when, you know, sometimes these small things can have, I think of the butterfly effect, it can really have a big difference. So that's I always, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you see why Bogart did it, right? And we're like, oh, that's such a good story. But I love that. I love that we can have these huge effects on people, sometimes by very small. Sometimes it's really the small actions. But uh, that happened
0: to the me small. the other day. I went to the yes. drive through Starbucks and our Starbucks here in Colorado are a lot out of a lot of things it's very known right now that starbucks is having trouble getting in a lot of their products and when they told me they were out of chai i simply said oh that's okay no big deal you know worse things in life than you're not having chai and i heard these women in the background clapping and i pulled up to the window to get my latte and i had five women standing there with tears in their eyes Aww. and they said they said we purchased your drink for you thank you for being so understanding and kind you have no idea how many people come through this drive-through and are angry and mean to us because we're out of things and i i was torn between receiving the gift of the coffee And being angry at humanity that people actually are rude about something so stupid, I mean, and then to see how much it meant to these women that I just was that I was just nice. Shouldn't we all just be that way.
2: Everybody's in a different state in a different path and people deal with fear and people deal with change. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on, depending on where people are in their awareness scale. You know, there's, there's quite a lot. So, you know, there's normalcy bias. And when something as basic as getting coffee from Starbucks gets challenged, then the mental thing that can go back into people's like, "Ah!" if they don't know how to manage their emotions or their space, it's not just the coffee. It's the fact that their whole life might be upended. Then they're taking it out. these little. Yeah. little people so again well, holding, that's holding on to our humanity in times like this it's huge I love yeah. that message
0: holding on to our humanity Well, you have been wonderful, everything about Mm -hmm. you. I thank you for sharing personal aspects of your life with us about a child and your father. I'm all about vulnerability and authenticity. And I appreciate you being open with that personal part of your life and -hmm. and then guiding us through your professional part of your life. I love your story. Thank you for what you do. And I can't wait to hop on with one of your students to get a reading. And I can't wait to look at your courses. So thank you.
2: You're welcome. Yes, Both of you, guys. you. You guys are great. Yeah. If
1: you're ever in Colorado, stop by and say hi.
2: I will. I definitely sure. will. That would be a lot of oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. All right.
1: right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, did you know that Sense of Soul now has a Patreon where you can get exclusive episodes, mini-series that Mandy and I have been working on for a long time that we can't wait to share with you, Sense of Soul's Sacred Circles workshops behind the scene clips and much more hop on sense of soul patreon right now and sign up thanks for being with us today we hope you will come back next week if you like what you hear don't forget to rate like and subscribe thank you we rise to lift you up thanks for listening